Hello and welcome to Rollins Around Town. I'm Sam Stark and I serve as the Vice President of Communications and External Relations here at Rollins College. Rollins Around Town is a showcase of outstanding people who make dynamic and important contributions to the Rollins campus or throughout Central Florida. In both cases, these are difference makers who help uplift the mission and brand of Rollins and who help make our region a special place to live, learn, and work. Today, I'm delighted to welcome Mark Freed, founder and president of Think Creative, a brand marketing agency with an amazing client list and a real commitment to helping those who need help instead of simply and only chasing the highest client fee possible. Mark is a longtime friend and colleague who works as hard in the office as he does out, and we'll talk about that a little bit more later in the show. Mark, thanks for joining us, and welcome to Rollins Around Town. Thank you. I hadn't heard that uh, that introduction before. So outstanding people. Wow. I, I don't even know how to respond to that. You qualify. You <laughs> definitely qualify. So, you know, start, I, I kind of asked this to all the guests. Give us give us the condensed version of, of you, uh, where you're from, and, and what brought you to Central Florida. Okay. Well, I guess uh, I mostly grew up in Central Florida. I mostly grew up in, in Lakeland, graduated from high school in Lakeland, and then... Um, although I wasn't born there, and then left there to go to college in New Orleans. I went to Tulane, yep. which was just a phenomenal experience for me uh, culturally and geographically to get away from Central Florida and to experience something brand new, studied abroad, and um, came back to uh, to Louisiana, finished up my degree, and just had a, and ended up staying in Louisiana for a while longer. And then um, I was home on vacation. I met my wife, or the woman who became my wife, we got married. We had a kid in Louisiana and came back to Central Florida in 1990 or to Winter Park in 1998. So we've been here quite a while. I love it. So you, you mentioned Tulane, a great uh, university. Um, talk a little bit more about your undergraduate experience there. I mean, aside from learning a lot and yeah. being able to travel abroad, uh, yeah. were, were you engaged in and out of the classroom? Yeah, it was. Tulane was amazing. I mean, it is truly, it is the you know, for me, it was a quintessential undergrad experience, right? It is the inflection point in my life. It offered me uh, opportunities, to your point, to learn both academically and socially and culturally. And and again, being in New Orleans, to be exposed to a completely different place than, than where I had grown up. I mean, it, um, you know, it, back then, you just kind of take it on a day-to-day basis. <laughs> but now looking back on it, I just realized that, you know, it, it blew my mind in every way, in all the good ways. And really made me rethink not only what I wanted my path to be, not that I really had it defined at that point, but just kind of opened me up to the possibility that just about anything was possible. And and while I grew up in a in a wonderful, loving family with well educated parents, um, I didn't have that broad of a view of what I might do professionally in my life or how I might live my life. And those four years at Tulane and the one year uh, in in Madrid really made me rethink what was possible and just gave me this incredible sense of confidence and independence. And I was ready to take on the world in a way that really scared my parents a little bit, (laughs) but (laughs) that was okay too. That's success. That's fantastic. So you started the agency in 2000? I started the agency in 2000 and I'll correct one thing. We actually went through a rebrand, a merger and a rebrand last year. So we're actually now Think Integrated. Okay. uh, And I'm still the the CEO (laughs) of the company. But yeah, started in 2000. So we're on uh, going on 22 years, which is amazing. uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't really even know how to reflect on on that. It has, 
it has been a similar experience. You know, there's a there's kind of a day to day path forward, right? There are day to day things to get done. There are kind of short term and, and kind of medium term goals that we're always working on and kind of visionary projects that we have. And then all of a sudden, one day you wake up and it's 22 years later and, and you've done some cool stuff and had some great experiences. That you have. I'm very grateful. So tell us a little bit about the agency. I mean, um, sure. you know, what I certainly know it as one of the best you know, brand marketing agencies around. Um, is that the core specialty? And I know that means that encompasses a lot. But what's, what's your sort of elevator pitch for, for the agency now? Yeah, it's good. Uh, that That is a good start. I'm actually really bad at my elevator <laughs> pitch for the agency, which, of course, is, is ironic because I, I teach people how to tell those stories. Right. Um, but, yeah, we started as, you know, my background is as a writer, producer, and director. So I came up as a creative in the agency world. And we started in that that vein, kind of a creative boutique. And I love it. I love creating stories. I love creating brands. I love design work. I love, I love all of it. And, um, but like any organization, and certainly in, in our industry, we've evolved considerably over the last, again, two decades. Yep. So, you know, today we are a full service agency. We offer a full suite of creative services, of course, and uh, digital services, web services, social media, all those different things. But at the core of it still is our ability to teach organizations. Those, so I use the word organizations because I want to encompass for-profit, nonprofit, and even some government work that we do. But for all of them, we're teaching them how to tell a really compelling story. And that is at the core of what we do. That is what we consider brand development, is that story development that then kind of blossoms into everything else. Yep. How did the um, merger partnership come about? Well, that's actually been a really great thing for us, too. I mean, our industry has changed. You know, I, I always say, like, when I started the agency, or when I started my career, we basically created, you know, print ads, television commercials, and radio commercials. Right. That was it, the big three. That's right. Right? Occasionally, we had an outdoor uh, board that we, would, that we would make. And, of course, the world's not like that anymore. The way that we communicate is so diverse and, and complex. And, and exciting. I mean, there's so many more opportunities to connect with people in, in really meaningful ways. So one of those ways is through digital marketing. And so we've been going through a process probably over the last five years of really trying to ramp up our digital offerings. So that's paid search, that's paid social media, that's organic social content, SEO, things like that. And we were doing a pretty good job of it. But at some point, we started partnering with another agency in town who just delivered it at a, at a higher level in terms of analytics, in terms of the research, in terms of the reporting. And so about actually right before the pandemic, uh, the owner of that company, Noah, and I started having a conversation about, about bringing the two businesses together, that it made more sense for us to – that we could grow quicker and offer better suite of services yeah. for our clients if we merged. And so that was November of 2020 that we officially merged. And, um, and so it's been a year, a year of, of, of change, you know, <laughs> in, in every way. Well, I always joke, I'm like, what else are you going to do in the middle of a pandemic but merge a 20-year-old business with a 15-year-old business? <laughs> so we did that, and it has been an incredible year. And for me, the biggest part of it, it's interesting because people like to talk about the tactical piece of it. How did you bring these services together, and how, right. do, you, how do you expand from a business standpoint? For me, the most critical part, which you know a little bit about me and, and us, was was making sure that the culture continued to work. Right. That all the things that make us special, that make us a special place to work, that make us connected to the community, that we did not lose one bit of that. And, and that's 
been true. That's taken work, but that has yeah. been that has been the goal for the last year. So how you know b- business? How how'd you grow your business over the last year? <laughs> over the last year, <laughs> um, you know the truth is. I hope this doesn't sound trite, but we stuck to our values. You know, one thing that's interesting about the business, the other thing I joke about the business after all these years, we survived 9-11, which was devastating for our industry, our society, our economy. We survived the recession of 2008, which is devastating for our industry, our economy, our society. (laughs) And now who would have thought (laughs) a global pandemic? But the one thing that came out of the recession for me was a real focus on what I really wanted, both personally and professionally. And so we really shored up our our values and the behaviors that are connected to those values. And, um, and because we did that work in 2010, 2011, and really worked on that for the you know 10 years leading up to the pandemic, I think that's why we not only survived, but honestly thrived over That's the great. last uh, you know, 18 months. Can you share a little bit about some of your clients? Who, who, who are you working with and who are you supporting? Sure. Um, we actually do a, a ton of work in higher education, which we love. And we have been, for a while now, we've been connected to a consulting group up in, in North Carolina, and they connect us to actually small liberal arts schools around the country. So that's a lot of fun for us. We, yeah. we love higher education. We love, you know, again, we love organizations that are connected to their, to their own values that are really giving back and, and, and enriching people's lives. So, so we like all, all of that. We do, and we do work with schools here locally, too, including uh, Valencia College is a great college a great client of ours. We also have a, uh, a chain of natural food stores across the, mostly in Florida and kind of in the Midwest, another company that's very connected to its, its core values. Um, and we do a fair amount in, in hospitality yeah. and uh, professional services as well. Fantastic. Sure. So share a little bit about, you know, your Rollins experiences. <laughs> um, this is called Rollins Around Town after all. Yeah. Um, but, but you have you know, a, a lot of it. I mean, number one, I think yeah. you live about like an eight iron away from the campus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you got a certificate of leadership practice from from Rollins Crummer yeah. Management Program, a Leadership yeah. Mastermind Alliance, and yeah. you actually did some really helpful consulting yeah. for us. Yeah, uh, yeah. And for the for the building and the brand yeah. we're in, the Kathleen W. Rollins Hall and our Gateway Program. So. Um, expand upon that if you will a bit. <laughs> well, it's funny actually. You know it. Rollins is like my my second college, right? And truthfully, I mean, obviously, in this stage of my life, I've spent more time on the Rollins campus than I spent on on the Tulane campus. But two schools that I I love and and find a lot in common with, not the least of which is the fact they're both gorgeous campuses and <laughs> yeah. great places to be. And and I don't and I don't take that lightly. I mean, being in a place that makes you feel special, that makes you feel empowered is important in our lives. I want that for myself. I want that for my kids. I want that for my team members. So the Rollins campus is pretty amazing. And a lot of my experience on campus is, is passive. It's me. I, I promise you, I run or walk through this campus probably five or six days a week. And just that experience of being around the buildings and the, and the, you know, the, the, the quads and, and by the lake is amazing. But I'll, t- I'll tell you something else that I'm not sure everybody knows. All three of my kids went to preschool here. Love it. Yeah. My wife is an alum. So we have a very strong connection there. And to your point, I've come back to school at Crummer over and over again. 
um, through the, the the management program. And then that Leadership Mastermind Alliance program that I did for a year with uh, Dr. Bamelshay was another mind-blowing experience. What a special man. Yeah. What a wonderful time. Um, the people, it was a, it's a class of, at that time anyway, I don't know what it looks like now, but it was a class of seven of us that, that met monthly and set goals and held each other accountable and then just sat in rapt attention as Dr. Bommelshay talked about wonderful subjects that, that have, that I still, things that I still continue to use today, things that, that he taught me. And that was, that was just really special. You know, we, well, to finish on, on that, like I think about like carving out that time for myself right. in the middle of, you know, a busy life of work and family and other things that I'm trying to accomplish in my life. But there would be just that whatever it was that those four hours of peace when I sat in that <laughs> classroom and focused on what he was teaching us was incredibly special. And and that I always yeah. got back to Rollins. Love that. So, you know, this is sort of free consulting here. Um, <laughs> how, how would you describe the brand of Rollins College then as somebody with all of that, those connectivity points, but yeah. you yourself not a true Rollins guy. No, no, no offense. <laughs> I feel like a Rollins guy. I, I, I also own a lot of Rollins gear, so I'm not sure if that counts or, or not. It does. That helps. But, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, the Rollins brand is a lot of, of what I talked about. Uh, the, other, the other thing to, to give some perspective, too, I have uh, my daughter actually graduates from college next week. Congrats. So I have two kids who have graduated from college, one who's about to go to college. So I I do think a lot about this, not only from the perspective, from business perspective, but from my family. What do I want for for my kids? And Rollins provides this very, you know, it's become a bit of a trite term, but this experiential education. And that's meaningful to me. You know, you started by asking me what my experience was like at at Tulane. And I don't think I mentioned anything about being in a classroom. And being in a classroom was special at Tulane. But my memories, the, the life-changing part of it was not only me growing academically, but being exposed to so many things. And that's what Rollins provides for its students. And again, I'll go back to um, you know, just being present on this campus, just being present in these buildings, not necessarily something organized. That is a transformative experience. Yeah. And you know, maybe maybe you and I know this because we have some life experience and we know that life's not always like that. Life doesn't always put you in that situation where you're in an environment that makes you feel special, but you certainly look back on it and realize, oh my gosh, that was important and right. that was important. And that's how Rollins is. Rollins makes me feel special when I'm on this campus. And I, and again, even though I may not actually have a degree from Rollins <laughs> and I do, I've, you know, it's such a rich part of, of my personal experience. It's such a rich part of our, our community. I know the transformational effect you're having on the students who are here. It yeah. means the world to me. I it's important that. to me. I love that. Um, th- this is sort of maybe an, an additional, you know, <laughs> consulting question, but but as a Winter Park person who's yeah. deep in, in the community, you know, Rollins still has some reputational challenges, oddly enough. Yeah. Um, you know, I call it a bit of a vocal minority, but 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 it's but it's real to some yeah. degree. And so, you know, how do you convince? How should Rollins continue to convince uh, and share that we're really good neighbors and that we're an important part of this community? Because yeah. there's still that that false narrative that Rollins, as a nonprofit, doesn't sort of pay our way, which again is a total you know <laughs> <laughs> uh, false statement. But you've heard it, yeah. Um, 
how 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 should how should Rollins continue to deal with that? Yeah, I don't I don't know. Maybe uh, you know you need more people like me out there talking about it. I I don't you know we always every organization deals with that I guess to a degree. It it it. Let me think about how I want to to address that. What I want for Rollins to be in the community and what it is for me is welcoming. Right. Mm-hmm. I again, <laughs> even though I didn't, I don't. You know, I'm not formally or officially connected to the school, I feel welcome on this campus and I feel welcome at events. And, you know, those, these last few years have been challenging. Yep. Okay. So, but Rollins needs to continue to be that organization in the community that provides opportunities for the rest of us to continue to learn and grow to, and with a very low hurdle to, to get that. Yeah. And, you know, the other thing that I want from Rollins, and actually the truth is I tell this to other organizations in town, I want you to be the organization that brings in, you know, outside speakers and experts and intellectuals and artists that people aren't necessarily thinking about yet. And and I know that 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 you've done that in the past and it seems like it's slowed down a little bit and of course, you know, the last 2 years have been right. we we hope an, an anomaly. <laughs> um but that's that's I want to see more community members on the campus attending events and you know, and again, the same thing that I talk about with with my own business is true with Rollins too. Know your values, stick to your values, be consistent in, in expressing those values, and creating programs and behaviors around those values. Oh. And the right people will, will yeah. be attracted. No, to I you. think that's a great point. It, it, we've sort of touched on it, and you've talked a little bit about it. But you know, as much as anyone I know, you know, you you live the Rollins sort of ethos of global <laughs> citizenship and responsible leadership. Um, I guess the question is why or how, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. was that a, was that, do we just go back to your parents and say, <laughs> you, you obviously have great parents and, and that was it. Was it the Tulane experience? How, how has all that evolved for you over your, over your career? It's funny. I've tried to figure that out too. I, and I do have great parents and they certainly set a great foundation. I also have great siblings and I have a wonderful wife and, and in-laws and people around me, but there, I, I, I want this to come out sounding right there. I recognize that I I want something from my life that I recognize that not everybody wants, and and I will I will try to convince you. <laughs> believe me, if you don't, I just want to make the most of of my time here, and I think of that in very specific terms. I want to make the most of my time uh, and what I've been given intellectually. I make, want to make the most of what I have physically. In my case, athletically, there are things that I want to accomplish. I want to see as much as I can see. I want to have as many experiences as I can have. And I'm open to that. I mm-hmm. just, it's its really as, as simple as that. I think I have a limited time on earth and I want to make the most of all that time. And I want to make a difference. So, you know, so volunteerism and being uh, ingrained in my community is a big part of that. To your point, seeing the world, traveling, having you know whatever experiences I can have that are available to me, I want to take advantage of, and again, you know, intellectually continuing to grow and continuing to learn and exposing myself to new ideas, and and then again, there's some athletic things. Yeah, that well, I, that I do too. Let's talk I, about that. I started <laughs> sure. the show, and um, you you work as hard as anybody I know in the office, and and I, I'm pretty sure probably harder than anybody out of the <laughs> office. So. Uh, the specifics to that is you're an Ironman. 
I um, am. Yep. And that's just nuts. <laughs> I consider myself athletic and do a few little things I myself. Think you are too. Yeah. But that's not even close to actually doing an Ironman. So it's why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't the question I was hoping for. Uh, although I get that question a lot. I actually, I just completed my fifth Ironman in October. Amazing. Again, in the middle of a pandemic. Well, <laughs> put, put, the, put the details behind oh, an Ironman so again. An Ironman is a specific race. It's a, it's a triathlon, but it's a, a 2.4-mile swim, 112-mile bike, <laughs> followed by a, a marathon, 26.2-mile run. Yeah. So it's a long day. <laughs> <laughs> and, but, you know, the bigger part of it, especially as I've gotten, you know, as I've done a number of them and, and trained for a lot of the bigger part of it is the training, is the commitment yeah. to the training and the discipline around the training, which, um, I don't, you know, people will tell me, oh, you're so disciplined and you're so committed. I'm like, I don't actually see myself that way. I just know that there are things that I want to achieve and I'm willing to do the work every day to, to get there. So, you know, the race is awesome and the race is an incredible experience. It is, is a phenomenal day filled with, you know, excitement, highs and lows and emotional and physical, right. you know, ups and downs that you have to figure out how to, how to manage through the day to get to the finish line. But the much harder part, as we say, is getting to the starting line. Right. And it is, you know, for me this last time, it was a, it was a good five months of, of training and it's a good five months of waking up every single morning and doing whatever your schedule tells you to do. And I say it that way purposely because, yes, it seems like a lot, but it also seems very simple. And so when the alarm goes off, I get up and I, no matter how I feel, no matter how much sleep I got, no matter, you know, what's going on in my life, I get up and I put on my shoes and I go out the door and I, I do my work. And... It's amazing for me, and it's been, you know, it's been another one of those things that I was exposed to and has, become, has been transformational. I mean, it's taught me so much because th the whole point of that, that explanation is that that can be applied to anything, absolutely anything. So yeah. that's my point. But, yeah, Ironman is a pretty amazing experience. Where do you do your training? I mean, obviously, you can run all through Winter <laughs> Park in Central Florida. Oh my God. Um, yeah. Where are you swimming? We uh, swim in a few different places. I actually, this last, for this last, I, I spent a lot of time swimming at the Y. Yeah. Tons of laughs. I follow that blue line <laughs> more times than you can imagine. Right. I actually know a lot of people who swim here on, on the campus. This last time I was swimming a lot at the Winter Park Community Center. And then there, Lucky's Lake, which yeah. is sort of infamous in, the, in this area, which is, that's a whole other amazing story. I mean, Lucky opens his house to anyone who wants to come swim his lake five, uh, six days a week. Right. Who does that? Who does that? And um, and then there's another lake. A friend of mine lives on a lake, and we would go to her house uh, Wednesday every Wednesday evening and swim. That's amazing. What we call laps, basically back and forth across right. the lake. So what do you, do you have a, a next? I mean, is it just keep, keep doing Ironmans? Like that sounds sort of boring I now. No, I'm teasing. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, right. Are you going to do a double Ironman? Like what's next for you in, in that regard? Um, I don't know, actually. Yeah. And I'm trying to figure that out. My my thing has really been that I do I do one event or one adventure a year. Yeah. It's not always Ironman, obviously. Right. But um, And I, I said after I finished this one, one of the special things about this last race was that I trained with a friend of mine who I've known for a long time and I've run with for a long time, but it was his first Ironman, and I wanted to help him get yeah. to the finish line. And that was the thing that, that made this, uh, this last race pretty special for me. I'm not sure what else I have left to prove at Ironman, 
The truth Nothing. is, I've, I've had some I've had some really good races from a time perspective, and I'm kind of not on that side of my <laughs> athletic ability anymore. I'm starting to get slower, so I don't really have anything left to prove in terms of time. And so I don't know. So there's yeah. some adventure out there that'll be my next thing, and I'll let you know as soon as I, I you'll can't invite wait. me back. And I'll I will. My goodness. In the meantime, I get up every day and I run, walk, bike, or swim. It's awesome. Move my body. Um, you've done some mountain climbing or some hiking, maybe is that yeah, fair well, to say? With a with a, a, a mutual friend of ours and a <laughs> yeah. great uh, uh, community guy, Patrick yes. Chapin, who yes. we both love. Patrick does more of the mountain climbing. Okay, and I've but he and I ran the Grand Canyon. Okay, that's well, a that's, that's a that story is running. Yes, <laughs> some some of it was running, some of it was not running for sure. Uh, that is an epic story that would take. <laughs> too much time to to talk about it. I may cry in the middle of it. Too, yes. So we don't want to do that right now. Not now. Um, and it's. I'm glad you brought up Patrick because he's he's an important person in my life. And and for the point of this whole conversation, right? So not only so we talked about Rollins, we talked about Tulane, we talked about Winter Park. So the places that you are that that inspire you are really important to yeah. me. And I'm fortunate that I live in one of those places. But being surrounded by people who inspire you and encourage you yeah. are there for the good things and the bad things are really important too. And Patrick and I kind of have this running joke that, you know, on any given day, one of us may send or receive a text asking the other to do something that anybody else in their right mind would say no to. And we always just answer, okay. Right. That's what you guys do. Our parents are not fond of us. His 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 mom his uh does not want me around patrick and my parents would prefer that i didn't spend time with yes. him but um but for good reasons so anyway he is one of those guys in my life that yeah. inspires me and makes me a better person he's one of the best that's that's yeah. fantastic you know you, you you kind of talked about it with your with your work and and physical uh schedule how do you do it with your work and your community service schedule because yeah you know, again i don't I know you well enough, but my my gut is is that if you only worried about hourly billing um, <laughs> and client billing, you you you, you probably yeah. could even have a you know a, yeah. a, a richer financial life, and not that that's your your goal or your priority. My point is, right. you spend a lot of time doing community things right. that you probably aren't getting you know either full pay or, or fair market pay, but that's who you are. Yeah. So how do you do that? Yeah. And why do you do that? Well, I mean, I guess. You know, the first part of that, first answer to that question is that it goes back to those values. And I don't mean to make, I hope, you know, I know we use the word value so much. I, I, I don't want it to become trite, but we definitely see as a company, our purpose is goes beyond making a profit. We obviously, we have to be profitable. For sure. If my accountant's listening, we are profitable. We, um, <laughs> you know, and it's, it's important for us for a lot of reasons to be, you know, a uh, to run a good business. But ingrained in that, again, just the way, same way that I talked about the idea that, you know, why do I do the things that I do? Because I think I have a limited time here and I want to do as much as I can. I think about that with our business too. Our business having, you know, we have 25 people. We have, uh, you know, a sphere of influence and, and impact in the community that we can have. And we need to take advantage of that. What What is... You know, we have some things that we talk about. So there's this concept around the stages of tribal leadership, if you've ever uh, kind of heard about that. But the fourth stage of tribal leadership 
there are five stages of tribal leadership. The fourth stage of tribal leadership is called the competitive stage. And that's where you look at your organization in terms of how it compares to the other other your peers, the people you technically compete with, right? right? And if you do that, then you only ever grow incrementally. You're only ever trying to be a little bit better than somebody else, and that's always going to be your barometer. But this fifth stage of tribal leadership, which is where we try to exist, is called innocent wonderment. And in that stage, you look at your the talents and resources you have in your organization around you, and you ask a very simple question, which is, what's possible? And for us, part of what's possible is that we can – we can change people's lives. We can have an impact on our community. We can change the world. And so we look for opportunities to do that. So, you know, when you ask me about my, and yes, I do, there are some things that I do, some volunteer work and some boards I sit on and some organizations I'm very connected to um, that I do personally. But we as an organization are looking for that too. Where can we have impact? How can we use our talents and resources and just the manpower that we have in our office to maybe change somebody's life to help an organization do yeah. something good. And I don't – sure, I'm sure if we looked at our, at our balance sheet or our P&L there, we could put those hours into, into something that would make profit. But I don't see those two things in conflict at all. Yeah. And we, we do well financially, and, uh, and we also do good in our community. And those two things go hand in hand. They're yeah. equally important for me. And you, for the people we hire. Do you have a what's next for the agency? I mean, in other words, is this your, your, um, is this what you're going to do until you hang it up and then either sell it or close it? Or, you know, <laughs> and, and I'm sure you probably have some things you, you're not yeah, going right. to share. But um, <laughs> what's next for the We do certainly have plans to continue to, to see how the momentum that we have right now, where it's going to take us. And yeah, we have some conversations around around what that looks like. I don't think that we're ever going to be huge. I don't think that we're ever going to, you know, have offices all over the country. But we certainly want to. We our our goal really is to continue to grow and expand while while maintaining the culture and impact that we have. Yeah. I mean, it's really as simple as that. As soon as we get to a point, and so this merger was an interesting test, right? So we merge. Did we lose anything? I can honestly say that we did not, and I'm not. It took work to make sure we sure. didn't lose anything. So now we know that we can we can scale not only the business, not only the financial side of the business, but we can scale the culture too. How yeah. much can we scale that? I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna test that yeah. a little bit. And um, you know, I think um, yeah, I think I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Fair so, enough. But we'll have yeah, you back on. That's your that, that's so we make sure we have you back on in a couple. Of years. Yeah, I mean, the other thing that's interesting about that is that is that growth is in is important not only from a business standpoint, but I want my team members to continue to grow. Right. And some of that means that we have, as a business, have to grow. I have to offer them new opportunities to to evolve in their position and become leaders, to work on bigger accounts. Yeah. Um, so that is, you know, we talk about that and we think about that and we look for those opportunities. So there are there are reasons to grow that are independent of, you know, just trying to make more money. Right. But that have again, go back to how we can have impact. And yeah. that's, that's important to us. Uh, just share it. Where, where can people find more about Think Integrated? Is it just, just do the search? What's your, what's your web address? And sure. I know you guys are all Our web media. address is wethinkintegrated.com. And you can certainly find me on LinkedIn and other social media platforms. Excellent. The few that I uh, participate in. Check it out. And um, 
Yeah, and I get, you know, I mean, again, this year has been a little wonky, but I, I really enjoy, I get, I get invited to speak and I really enjoy that and get to share some of my thoughts and ideas about what we're doing in the community and what we're doing business-wise. And occasionally I talk about triathlon and <laughs> nobody really wants to hear about that anymore. I I'm amazed. <laughs> that's just, it's, I, I done, you know, done a handful of sprints and I, but, but that's about all my knees can tolerate. So uh, I'd, I'd love to we, do we that. We can talk afterwards. Okay. Can, that'd be fair. <laughs> I'd love to do that. Um, just a couple more and then I'm going to let you go. Um, kind of boat back to Rollins a little bit, you know, more on a macro level, where do you see Rollins around town, right? In other words, you're right across the street from your yeah. house, but what's the impact of Rollins College do you feel and see throughout Central Florida? I think, you know, it's funny. I think Rollins just kind of has, um, has an energy about it that just kind of permeates a lot, certainly in the Winter Park area, but even you know, our business is actually located in Orlando, although not far from here. But um, I love, you know, I think Crummer has a huge yeah. uh, impact in the community. We see a lot of Crummer MBA graduates out in the community, and that's really important. And that is certainly seen as, and listen, I, I think the world of, of UCF and, and Valencia and Seminole State as well. Um, so I don't take anything away from them. But, you know, we see a, we see a Rollins MBA degree and, and, it, and it means something to us in the community. And that's, that's important. And I think um, the other thing that I think is really important about Rollins is that it shows the world outside of, you know, outside of Central Florida, outside of Florida, having a, 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 an impressive private liberal arts college like Rollins located here yeah. says something about what's important in our community. And again, going back to the word I keep using, what our values are. Yeah. And education is is a huge part of that. So, you know, Love again, that. I see Rollins everywhere. I the one thing I would like to see and I know is is a big thing is I want to see more Rollins students as interns in in our community. Yes. In my office. Amen. By the way, <laughs> right. We'll talk after that yeah, for sure. Right. <laughs> So, last question: Where, where do you, where, where do you go on campus? Do you, or do you have a spot that you love? Is really what I'm trying to get at. I ask this yeah. to mostly Rollins employees the most. Is where, yeah. where do you go to get away? And I know you go through it often yeah. at, at a fast clip. <laughs> but where do you sort of say this is a good spot? Um, well, it's funny. I have a few of them. So let me let me think through it a little bit. <laughs> and then, and one very recent, at, literally as of as of yesterday. Um, my one spot that I always talk about is running that that path along Lake Virginia yeah, is really meaningful. Awesome. I look, uh, I always run it the same direction. So I, I look to my left and I see the gorgeous lake typically as the sun's coming up and it's a great way to start my day. And I look to the, what I say, the left is the lake and then the right is the campus and I love the campus. Um, my kids and I always talk about going to, and I've run into you at, to yep. the basketball games. So uh so, uh, so that's a, an important place for us. I spent a lot of special time with, with my, uh, with my kids there. Uh, you know, years ago we, we got to know a lot of the players well, so it made it even more special to see, uh, to see some of the players. Ryan Ferranti was a good friend of our families. I don't know who goes back that far. It's probably 10 or 12 years ago. So that was a very special place for us. And it was funny because yesterday my folks were in town and I brought them over to see the the new Mr. Rogers uh, sculpture. Yes. And we must have stood there for a good 45 minutes just yeah. pointing out, you know, wonderful details on that sculpture. So that may end up being a, a place that I, I come spot. back to a lot and, and bring friends and, you know, people come into town to see. So that's a, that's a pretty, you know, again, 
we were talking about this yesterday with my, you know, my kids and, and, and my, my folks that, you know, Rollins, like, putting that sculpture on campus and a sculpture that's that impressive and that, well, I mean, that speaks volumes about what's important here. Yeah. That was, that was a wow. Indeed. We're, uh, we love it. I love it. And um, we're, we're, we're most certainly proud of it. Yeah. Uh, Mark Freed, Think Integrated. Um, just can't thank you enough for yeah. being here and, uh, and joining us on the show. Um, I really love being around you and being in the room with you, particularly when you're leading uh, brand uh, discussions, because that inspires me. And it's sort of um, a, a, a bit of a hobby and a, a <laughs> trait of mine as well. So thanks for being with us. Thank you. All the best to, to you and all your Thank journeys. You. And uh, we'll look forward to having you again uh, down the road. Thank you. That means a lot. I appreciate it. Keep updated on all of our shows and guests. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Rollins Around Town. Subscribe to our podcast, Rollins Around Town, on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Special thanks to Angel, our awesome Rollins student, who's our marketing coordinator and board operator. So with that, we wish you a happy day, and thanks for joining us again on Rollins Around Town.